Where are my gardeners this morning? I know there are a few here. I know that because I've even enjoyed some of the fruits and vegetables of some of your labors here at church. And I really appreciated that. Because I got to say, gardening is not as much my thing. Because it's the process of gardening that can kind of get in the way. And, and I get it. The joy of the fresh produce is just awesome. Or that pride you feel when all your flowers are blooming. But for me, it's those pesky little buggers that you just can't seem to get rid of. And every time I clear them out, they're back almost as fast as I started. It's the weeds. Oh, weeds are just frustrating. Especially when the weeds are those type that look just like the plants you're trying to keep. Or when the weeds are so thickly intertwined among the leaves of the other plants you want to keep. And so it's really hard to pull them out. Weeds can so easily just rob the joy of gardening. But I have heard that they actually only add to that final joy. Your perseverance through the weeds to get to that final product or your produce or those flowers, those weeds only make that even sweeter once you get there. Jesus tells us a story about weeds this morning, but not weeds in a garden, weeds in a wheat field. And actually, my analogy kind of limps because we aren't the weeders of this garden or this wheat field. We are actually the wheat growing among the weeds, oftentimes affected by the weeds. Hear Jesus tell this story this morning. We read, Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. The servants asked him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered. Because while you are pulling the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned. Then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. Jesus must have been in a sower mood that day. Because this is actually right after he told the parable of the sower scattering his seed on all the different kinds of soil. You may remember Pastor preached on that just a couple weeks ago. And so now Jesus is still speaking to this same crowd full of believers in him as well as doubters and unbelievers. Except this time, instead of the soil, they're the plants. But that begs the question, how do we know which one we are? How do we know which one someone else is? Wheat or weeds? And that's where Jesus' explanation later to his disciples clarifies for us. Jesus says, or then he left the crowd, beginning at verse 36. Then he left the crowd and went into the house. His disciples came to him and said, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He answered, The one who sowed the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed stands for the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people of the evil one, and the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are the angels. There's our place in the story. 
We're the good seed planted by the Son of Man, planted by Christ himself in this world. And here we are, gathered here at church, when so many in the world are not, when so many, maybe even in your own lives, don't take that as a priority. By his grace, you're different from the rest of the world. The problem is, the rest of the world is still here. The weeds of unbelief are all around us, and they can be frustrating. In fact, in in the parable here, quite literally translated, the evil one sowed his bad seeds on top of the good seed. Unbelief is all around us. I don't need to explain that to any of you, but you've seen it. People that are hostile against the faith, people who are outspoken against it, people who aren't truthful about their confession of the faith, people who want to build tension among Christians, people who try to lead us astray. These are people of the evil one, as Jesus calls them. And just as weeds, when you're gardening, are just frustrating and tiring to keep up with, so it is living among the weeds of unbelief in the world. We wonder, when will it stop? And we see them all around us, and it can be a bother. But with weeds in your garden, when they get out of control, often there are one of two ways you react to them. One is, eventually, in impatience, you just give up. And you say, you know what, fine. I'm just going to let the weeds go. I give up. I'm indifferent toward them. Or the second way is in impatience. You go and buy every weed killer and pesticide you can and you go after them and you start yanking at them. Except then you probably are going to hurt the plants in the process. Now another reminder that we are not the weeders of this wheat field of God's kingdom. But I do think we can be tempted to similar reactions to the weeds of unbelief around us. Whether it be impatience toward indifference toward the weeds and toward God, or it can be impatience that leads us to do a job that he has not given us to do. First, impatience toward indifference. Often that starts with questions toward God. Maybe it's a lot like the servants in the parable who go running to their good master and they say, hey, didn't you, didn't you sow good seed in the field? It almost seems like they're doubting him a little bit. And we might ask questions of God, like, hey, God, how, why are all these unbelievers here? Why are you letting them bother us? And even more so than that, why does it seem like they thrive? And why don't I look more different from these weeds? Because if, if I'm the good seed planted by Christ, shouldn't I stand out? But instead, it almost seems like these weeds are just like me, and in fact, maybe even thriving more than me. We probably know some unbelievers who are healthier than us, have more success than us, sure live happier lives than us. What gives? I want to be more different, God. And slowly we fall into the devil's trap and our, impatient, our impatience leads us to say, well, maybe there's no difference at all. And we start to live like the weeds. We lose patience with God. Or maybe 
you're a really passionate stalk of wheat. And you've seen the problem of unbelief in the world and the weeds of unbelief everywhere, and you want to take action because you're impatient. God doesn't seem to care that these weeds survive and thrive, so then you say, I'll take action, I'll take care of it. Because I see unbelief all over the place, whether it be in my family or in the government or in the church, and I'm going to do away with it. There are hypocrites. Well, that's true. In fact, one of the truths of this parable teaches us that there are indeed hypocrites, and there will be in his church. Jesus talks about this elsewhere, too. But stop the sideways glances, because I'm really tempted to that, too. I mean, it's really tempting when Jesus reminds us of that truth to look around and think, ooh, who could it be? They don't seem very happy to be here. Well, they don't seem to be saying the confession very seriously. But that is decidedly not our job. Look at the servants in this parable. The the master makes it so clear to them that it is not their job to weed out this field. And even more so, now is not the time to weed it out. Or it could mean destruction for the wheat. No, he says, wait. And how much more for us? We're not even the servants in this parable. We're the wheat. So what's our job? Simply to grow as the wheat and good seed that God has made us. I've heard it on many visits from church before. I know pastor has too. People who say that they're never stepping foot in a Christian church because Christians aren't Christian and they judge others. Well, those people are doing what Jesus tells them not to, right? They're trying to figure out who's wheat and weeds and they're kind of judging the Christians. But first, and worse, and more sadly, it was probably the Christians who weren't doing what Jesus said, who maybe did grow impatient with God and were living like an unbeliever, like the weeds, or who were judging, doing that weeding that Jesus has not given us the job to do. It's amazing, isn't it? That when we don't heed Jesus' words and instructions, only trouble follows and the crop is affected. It's almost like he knows what he's talking about, huh? So be patient then, wheat. Be patient and wait for the Lord. Patience is hard, but Jesus gives us good reason to stay patient I recently heard the phrase, Jesus isn't worried. I love that. Because as we look at the weeds of the world around us, the evil in this world, the waning Christian numbers, we can get kind of worried. But Jesus isn't worried. So why should we? In this parable, there's not a hint of worry in the master. The servants were worried. They came running to the master and wanted to do something about it. But the master simply said, just let both grow until harvest. In other words, it'll be fine. And this is for the best, for the wheat. That's the kind of lack of worry that our Savior has. And we've discussed some reasons why this may be, why the Lord knows it's best to wait. But Jesus wouldn't have us speculate. We may not know the specifics, but we know what actually matters. 
we know Christ's motivation. Our loving master does not tolerate losing any of his wheat. So be patient, wheat. And one of the ways you can stay patient is by looking ahead to what's coming. The harvest. Notice how Jesus' explanation here is a little different than when he told, or the focus of his explanation is a little different than when he told the parable. And part of why that is, I think, is before he was talking to a large crowd full of the unbelievers and believers, so good seed and the weeds. But now he's speaking privately with his disciples, his believers, the good seed. And so the focus now is much more on the harvest because that's what Jesus wants his good seed, his believers, to focus on. Listen to Jesus at verse 40. As the weeds are pulled up and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will weed out of his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. They will throw them into the blazing furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Whoever has ears, let them hear. As much as you may not look different from the weeds right now, as much as you may not feel different than an unbeliever, the truth of the matter is, you are different. And as such, you are waiting for an entirely different fate. The purpose of wheat's existence is for that harvest day. And so it is for you, waiting for that glorious day when the Savior will bring you home. And so you are the good seed. So what's there left to do? Not worry, not weed, but wait and grow. Growing patiently as you wait for that day. And as you do that, just like wheat and weeds as they grow up, the differences start to show themselves, just subtly. Maybe for you it's that leaf of your priorities that stand out from the rest of the world. Maybe it's the little leaf of your speech that sounds just a bit different than those around you. Or maybe finally it's the beginning of that head of grain of the hope that you have in Christ. Signs that you are different. Signs of the good seed that Christ has made you to be. So be patient, wheat. And look with me one more time just at that glorious harvest that you're waiting for. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. For all the times you've been frustrated by the weeds in your life blocking out the sun for the ones that or the times that they've ruined a good moment or they test our faith or get us impatient we will get to shine like the sun in our heavenly father's kingdom and why because your good seed not because of what we've done but because of our good sower, our Savior. Because God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, 
that we might become the righteousness of God. And as his righteous ones, we will be the ones who shine. So be patient, wheat. You couldn't, the, the, the differences couldn't be any more obvious on that special day. And that glorious day is coming. Whoever has ears, let them hear, Jesus says. In Christ, amen. Now the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guards your hearts and minds in the faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.